So hi everyone. Today we have with us Bode and another friend, Yahita. So I would first like to ask Yahita to introduce herself. Hi everyone. Um, my name is Yahita. I am a peer mediator in my free time, and I'm also a university student studying geography at King's College London. Hi. <laughs> so Yahita and Bode, both of them are from very different backgrounds. Neither of them are from a legal background. Yahita studies geography. Bode studies engineering. So let's find out how how these both incorporate mediation into their into their work lives, especially. And then we'll also touch a little bit about upon their personal lives. So today's topic is the extra mile in your resume. So who would like to go first? So um, yeah, we have to start. So with me um, as a software engineer, first going into my first career as a kind of a degree apprentice, um, I didn't have much experience in terms of actual practical coding experience apart from what I've taught myself and what I've learned during my time at school. Um, so the most practical experience I had was actually mediation. Um, so when I did enter that interview phase, most of the questions that were um, like asked was more relevant towards um, mediation. Um, sorry, the background noise. Um, so yeah, most of the questions that were asked more towards um, mediation and how I've used that within my time at Bacon's College. Um, so in terms of kind of going into sessions, <clears throat> being responsible for um, either people younger than me or my peers, um, knowing when to go to a wellbeing officer, etc., and running through training, being able to train other people. Those particular skills that I've picked up were things that were actually relevant in the workplace itself because all those little soft skills is what you actually used. So most of the conversation was um, regarding that. So, yeah, that's my kind of during my first interview of not having any type of school, how I use mediation and how it was helpful towards me. Um, so yeah, what about you here? Is there been like in terms of, because I know you also do photography and you've also worked in kind of various settings. Is there any been, in terms of like your soft skills, um, where's mediation been relevant for yourself? Um, I think for me, I use it like in my day-to-day -day life. So whether that's with my family or if that's I'm a waitress as well part-time so whether that's at work as well um one thing I have taken on board from mediation is like negotiation and communication and especially listening I'm like Bodhi said I didn't really have any practical experience um while I was at like sixth form so the main experience that I had working with people or having people relations was during mediation so for me I was able to apply a lot of that in my work environment and also in my home environments if there were any conflicts at home I would be able to like use the skills that I've learned such as listening and communicating and the same goes for moving at work so I think it, I did take quite a lot on board um, from mediation and it has helped me so far at this point in my life that's pretty cool okay yeah that uh, sounds really good Yahita you were talking about how you're going to have your siblings home any minute now before we started <laughs> recording so have you ever mediated conflicts between your siblings that way um, I've actually mediated conflicts between my mum and my sister one time. It was quite different because I guess as a mediator, you're supposed to be impartial. But when you're working with family or people, you know, it's quite hard to stay in between and not choose any sides. Um, but it was, I have mediated my mum. And I think I've also mediated my siblings as well, where you kind of sit them down. But um, because my siblings are younger than me, you kind of have to go about it in a different way. And you have to 
make it not seem so serious, but still make sure that you get the key points, like make sure you're able to help them find a resolution to the solution and not me just telling them what they need to do. Um, so yeah, it is quite difficult at time working with your own family and trying to meet your family, um, mediate your family members, but I have been able to do that on a few occasions. Uh, what about you, Bode? Anything from home? Any scenarios where you've tried mediating? <laughs> so for home, um, not so much at home. I mean, there have been conflicts where in terms of family in general or friends, um, I've tried to use the media pre- mediator approach to kind of resolve the conflict. Um, but most of my kind of skills of conflict resolution has been mostly like, again, in the workplace, when I am dealing with a client, for example, and there's lots of issues regarding some type of project or whatever's going on, and just kind of being in the middle, just because I'm more of an engineer role where I will be speaking with the client directly on a day-to-day basis. I might not necessarily be in charge of the budget or the resourcing, you know, that's going on, and more so the project management side of things. So, yeah, I just sit in the middle. So, yeah, kind of like being a medium between the two parties, again, like a mediator. So it's quite interesting. Uh, so now that you touched a little bit about your workplace conflicts, have you ever sat in between like two of your co-workers maybe having a dispute? Have you ever tried resolving something like that? So with workplace mediation, I haven't actually been involved in it. Um, in terms of being um, part of car mediation, I understand the process of it and the importance of it. I have seen how conflicts are usually resolved within the workplace, uh, depending on if the employer decides to subscribe to workplace mediation versus, you know, other legal kind of tenures they can go for. Um, but yeah, it is an interesting concept. But yeah, mostly, again, it's between us and employer being one party and then the client or any external person we're working with is usually the person who's most likely to have a conflict with us. So that's kind of like just dealing it dealing with it in kind of a, again, media way just to avoid any additional conflicts or legal issues, really. So, yeah. What about you? Um, Have you had any issues where you have to kind of mediate between... I know you're mostly doing it in the learners, like, you know, you're in a learning environment right now, but has there been any kind of um, experiences where you've seen one of your mentors or kind of teachers having to kind of mediate between yourselves as students etc or is it quite civil when you're learning or when you go um, lecture etc so i think the most recent experience i've had with you know being associated with mediation is recently i'd gone out with my friends and we were at this place where we played board games it was like a board game cafe so there me and my friends we were all playing and at the end of the day we were we were tallying our scores and two of my friends, they were very close with scores and they were competing for the first place. And that's when I said, okay, guys, I don't know why you guys are fighting. Maybe you should like tally it and then see if there's a huge difference and then probably pick a fight. And that's when the first, another friend of mine immediately set up, uh, stepped up and said, Bhavna, you're being a mediator at this point of time. You are trying to yeah. keep all the conflicts at bay and you're just trying to be so rational about it. This is not how things work in the real world. So I think that's the yeah. closest to um, being a mediator that I've been uh, called out for. Of yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? No. 
you hear of when you would you mentioned as well because um you being out in public with Hana, you hear when you were um doing waitressing was there any kind of situations where you had to kind of build a conflict between you and the customer or just overall dealing with unhappy customers like at any point did your mediation skills ever come out um i think it comes out quite often because working customer service you never really know how people are going to be or what mood they're in um so there's been times where there's like displeased customers or there's been also times where customers have an issue with the staff or how the staff's like our service is um but at that time it's very like i think it's easy sometimes to just go straight into the mediator role and be like okay you know everyone come together let's sit down and let's talk about this but in the real like in reality of it you can't always just put each other that you I mean pull people yeah. together that you don't really know say let's sit down and let's go through like yeah. the different rules and regulations yeah, and yeah. it's I think it's yeah. more of just taking the skills that you've learned of like your tone of voice and how you talk and listening yeah. to them kind of um it's like having that mediator setting but not actually in a mediator room so it's like whether yeah. you're in a mediator if whether you're in a room or mediation environment i think because we've done mediation for quite a while you're able to just put that mediator hat on and go straight and say okay let's see what yeah. the situation is let's step back and analyze it and let's see what we can kind of do to help yeah. the people like resolve the conflicts because i think that's one important thing that you never want to get yourself involved personally in a conflict so it's like okay yeah. let's step back from everyone and you try to facilitate the situation that's happening so there's been times where like if a customer was displeased i would kind of talk to them in a way where it's like oh how can i help what's happening um just a mixture of customer service and mediation together where you try to get to a resolution with them yeah. but without me saying i'm here to mediate you kind of do it yeah. without them knowing, in a sense and i think that's yeah. something that yeah. no matter what environment you're in like how body's body said he's in a work environment um you kind of just use those skills that you've learned to weave it into your everyday lives and everyday conversations so you don't want it to seem like oh hi i'm a mediator but it's more like i'm doing this about you knowing that i'm yeah. doing it yeah would you say like it stops you so like what like you said when you're dealing with customer service would you would you say that you take things less personally now because you're kind of in a mediator mindset where it's just kind of like you know this person is going through things whether it's like emotionally or whatever and it could be for any reason not that we were there to psychoanalyze that particular reason mm. or would you say that you just kind of mentally take a step back and you're just there to resolve it so you can kind of move on with your life and they can move on with theirs um i feel yeah. like there have been times where it's quite difficult for me because as like it's human nature to let your emotions get in the way yeah. of things like um if you like for example how your friend is saying you're being a mediator right now sometimes you're like oh yeah. this is what i do Um so it's hard to detach yourself from situations and detach your emotions from how it is but after a while if a situation was to arise between a customer and yeah. myself or us and another client then you kind of you take a while like you don't I wouldn't jump straight into it but once I've stepped back yeah. from it I'm like okay emotions aside from this let's like be a mediator and let's be mature about this then it's easier to go about the yeah. situation and have that conversation yeah. but I think like because just because we're mediators it doesn't mean that like we don't have emotions and we're not always able yeah. to regulate how we think about things So there's times where it's like okay you need to let's just let's just relax and breathe and think about the situation and then we can jump into the mediation role because you wouldn't want to get involved yeah. in someone else's like conflict or um dispute when you're also yeah. having like feelings towards that. So I think it's very yeah. keen no matter what environment you're in to kind of step back and analyze everything and see how you're feeling Definitely. before you go into that like mediation mediator role. Yeah. At this point I actually want to ask both if you have there ever been any expectations that have been put on you to behave in a certain manner just because you guys are mediators 
Um, I would say less because of a media and more because of my consulting role. Because those soft skills that mediator has, such as again yeah, like taking things personally, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But obviously, there's limitations of um, you know there's an expectation from the clients, respectful for yourself to be respectful. But obviously, when there's you know pressures and projects have gone um, you know over budget, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, a lot of emotions and stuff are coming in because you know. Um, a lot of people are going to be judged based on the outcomes of the project. Um, so yeah, emotions come out. So yeah, naturally, I just start taking on that more kind of the mediator skills of kind of like trying to resolve things because mistakes start happening, people start getting emotional and you'll be surprised how many emails can go back and forth. Passive aggressive emails um, can go back and forth. So at that point, it's always very like, it's important for me. At that point, I have to take a step back because um, for me, again, like, kind of like he has said, it's hard, really hard sometimes, but um, also you know you need to because, you know, your job's at stake and also there's bigger things to deal with, such as getting through the project rather than, you know, deciding who's right and which side. Like, that's the least important thing to deal with because people way above won't care about that. They will just care about the outcomes. So, um, yeah, so in terms of that there's expectations in terms of my role as a consultant so yeah um I think for me the only expectations or when I felt like there was a lot of expectations put on me as a mediator was mainly when I was doing peer mediations peer, peer mediation at like Bacon's College at the school that we went to and because in that sense everyone knows that we're mediators and it's kind of made clear to everyone that these are the mediators who are there so whether it's like a student coming up to you in the corridor and saying I'm having this problem with this person and they kind of expect you because they know you're a mediator to be like okay sure let me help out right away um that's when I kind of found it difficult in a sense but it wasn't always that like occasions like that were rare yeah. but in my everyday like day-to-day life now that I've left um the, like being at college there's um, not as much or not as many expectations because like my main role right now isn't as a mediator. It's like one of the other things that I do on the side. But as what he said, it will be kind of like whatever position you're in, it will be, that would be like as he's a consultant, it will be like that's the expectations that people have of him. So for me, if I'm at work as a waitress, they just expect me to do customer service. But behind that, I can also do mediation. But um, I guess it depends on the environment you're also in as well. So there's never really expectations of you're a mediator. You, I expect you to do this because I don't like go around saying, hi, everyone, I'm a mediator. Like, it was, it's not the first thing that I kind of bring up to people. Yeah. But if it does come up, then they, then the expectations slowly come up because they're like, oh, so you can do this and you can do that. But yeah, I guess it just depends on who knows that I'm a mediator or not. What about in your personal life? Do you think there are any, um, there are some expectations put on you in your personal life? Because, you know, I feel like if I was a mediator at home, my mom would be like, okay, why are you unnecessarily arguing with me? Be a little more racial about things. Has that ever yeah. happened about you? Yeah, my mum has been like that um, in terms of, yeah, since I'm a mediator, expectation that um, I don't argue back or just, you know, like I just, I'm very just civil all the time and straight face. But no, like you get said previously, I'm human and I have emotions as well. Um, so there's some scenarios where I know I need to be professional and act in a certain way. And there's other scenarios where I know I'm probably... I guess from mediation point of view, I'm one of the parties that need to be mediated anyway. So yeah, I can definitely be on either end of the spectrum. So yeah, I completely agree mm. with that. I've, 
I agree with Bodhi that there's times when my mum, like, if I'm having an argument with one of my siblings, it wouldn't be, str- like, she wouldn't clearly say you're a mediator, but there's kind of a look that she'll give her. She's like, I expect better from you because you know that you have, you like, you've gone through the training, you've done all of this. I just have this expectation of you to do um well. But I guess in the same time, my mum also understands that we're all humans and it's hard to always get into yeah. that mediator role because as we've been saying like it's just emotions get in the way of things at times but yeah. at home it's not really like people don't like no one in my family says you're a mediator so i expect you to listen to me and to resolve everything that's going on um but yeah <laughs> so is there anything that you guys any mediation experience that has absolutely stood out to you in terms of like your personal or your work life um so i'd say so there was two, but um, I'll mention this one because this one I haven't mentioned. I've mentioned another one on a previous podcast. Um, so this one was the Nursery Rose case. So this was a community case that I did with um, Dave Walker. Um, and this was, yeah, this was quite recent, actually. This was just this time last year. Um, so we went out to a local community in London. And this was a community that recently went through... Um, kind of i forgot what it's called um gentrification well yeah it went through gentrification it was kind of you know they knocked down a bunch of old buildings put new buildings in mixed everything up the community is still there but um there's also a new community as well and there was conflicts between a group of members who previously used the park before they redeveloped it and and kind of new homeowners who now live in the area and kind of the park is um, right behind their houses. So it was mostly yeah a case between both of those parties. So we invited members from both the park um, and also members from, you know, that own their homes. And one of the bigger things for this was that they were just like two separate communities. I used to live in that area myself. So I kind of understood um, kind of the mindset of those who kind of were in the park and been there for years and years but also I recently moved to where I am now in Canada Water which is new, more of a newly built area so I also had a bit of the mindset of the new homeowners as well um, so yeah it was quite an interesting case because it wasn't it was more so just kind of bringing them to work and together so it was just issues of what time should they leave the park um, issues of kind of rubbish etc being little around the park so it was more so just kind of bringing them together and kind of one allowing them to actually know each other because it's easy to have conflicts with someone else when that person is a stranger but once that person actually has more sort of even if it's acquaintance as long as they're acquaintance or some type of personal relationship then you're less likely to argue with them because you know them you can actually have a conversation with them so yeah we just brought them together allowed them to voice their views um, and opinions of what should be done and kind of come up with a plan on the best way to just live and work together because at the end of the day there's not much of a choice in that but it was quite an interesting case and yeah it was um, very challenging and there was a few mediators there was about four of us in that case um, so it was quite nice but that was a more recent one and that was quite impactful for me so yeah um, I think for me one moment that I found really impactful was when I did my first family mediation case, so that was after I'd actually like left the peer mediation um, area. And it was quite different because it was my first and I hadn't really been involved with families and the family dynamic is very 
different to working with yeah. on like secondary school students that it's more raw and it's more real and there's a lot more behind it um in that case like it was very there was a lot to kind of deal with because um me being like because i'm such a young person i think at first the family were like oh there's a very young person comes to try and mediate and help us resolve our problems as a family and it was they were looking at me in a certain way like are you able to do this um, but the conversations and the like discussions that I was able to get out of them alongside um, my colleague, it was very useful to the family. And I was like, wow, no matter what age you are, if you have a certain skill set, you're able to apply that to different situations. Um, so I was, I think that moment for me was like, it felt like I had graduated from peer mediation and, and had gone to like a whole another stage yeah. of mediation because it just becomes more real and more raw yeah. and there's a lot more behind yeah. it than just... Not saying that like secondary school conflicts aren't as bad, but when it comes to like family um, breakdowns, there's a lot more behind it than dealing with um, peer mediation. So for that, that was a like a changing moment for me. I really liked how you pointed out that, you know, when you went in for your first family mediation, they did not really think of you as someone who was competent enough because you were very young. I think that's something that, um, that's something that I personally faced a lot because every time I say, you know what, I want to try mediation, everyone's like, hmm, aren't you a little too young for that? And since we don't really have the concept of peer mediation yet in India, so people are just like, okay, I think it's more of a grey hair profession and you probably are just way too young lady for trying out mediation. And I think it's very inspiring to hear both of you talk about your uh, about the versatility of the cases you guys have handled, I think it's, I think it's really nice. It's been a great experience. Um, hopefully, it can happen in India soon. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with that, I think I have like a bit of exciting news for all of you. We're gonna have the mediation bill that's coming up in India. It's gonna be uh, put up in the recent winter session in front of the parliament, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited for it because I think. It'll probably, it's probably that little light of hope for me now, stating, yeah, you guys, yeah, probably I can become a mediator really soon. Are you all working on that bill then? Are you all working on that bill or is that done separately from the organisation? Oh, um, we're just discussing on the bill right now. We're trying to see how we can contribute to the same. It's an exciting process because it's just starting and we're trying to... We're trying to be as seen as possible at this point of time. Yeah, no, congratulations. Uh, congratulations, yeah. I do. Be... Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm going to be following and staying, staying in touch with everything. So, yeah, good to Glad, yeah, excited to see where that goes. Yeah, with this, I am looking forward to meeting both of you again really soon with the mm-hmm. next session. So for now, we'll end it here. And before we go, I would like to say what Baisim always believes in, you can resolve it.